0: Welcome to Grading the World with Baker and Joe. Over the last three years, we've brought to you some fascinating authors, uh, Frank DeFord, Julie DeCaro, uh, last week, Mark Nicholson. But we have a very special guest for you this week. He's the author of Heat of the Sun Dragon, which just, which just came out. It's available on Amazon. His name is Theo Heyman, and he's, he's only seven years old, and it's remarkable that remarkable that he's got his first book published. I've been talking about writing a book for probably longer than Theo has been alive. And he actually (laughs) got his book published and his mom is with us. Emily Heyman, who's a English instructor at the Berkeley preparatory school. And they're, they're both down in Tampa, Florida. I I know. uh, July 4th, which is just a couple of days ago was apparently the hottest day in human history so it's, mm-hmm. it's probably even hotter down there in Florida. So we want to thank Theo and Emily for joining us. And, and I was just mentioning to Theo and Emily that Amazon failed to get me the book in time, but Matt was able to read it ahead of time. So he's going to take it from here.
1: Well, Theo and Emily, thank you so much for, for coming on, greeting the world. This is, I'm super excited about this. How are you doing, Theo?
2: Awesome. <laughs> We're doing great. Thanks for having us.
1: Great. So. Just so you know, Theo and Emily, I'm I'm a teacher myself too. I teach phys ed at an elementary school up here in Massachusetts. I teach kindergartners through fourth grade. So I'm used to. Ha- I've been teaching for 16 years. I've never been able to talk to a published author though. So this is pretty exciting for me. And I also have two kids myself. One is seven years old. And one is turning nine this summer. So I have some of their questions for you as well. They wrote out some questions for me to ask you. So, Theo, you want to tell us just a little, what's Heat of the Sun Dragon?
3: So, well, it's where, so Heat of the Sun Dragon is a book about a sun dragon named Stinky. <laughs> it's going to be a series, but it's not going to be, this book is just the one that is going to be based on s- Stinky. Not not all of the books are going to be based on Stinky, just this book. And what happens to Stinky in this book? Yes, the defeat the ult- ultimate lava dragon Destro.
1: Very cool, very cool. So I did, I got this book uh, a few days ago, and so I haven't been able to finish it, but I did, um, when I got it, I showed it to my two kids and they were excited to read it together with me, and given it was July 4th weekend, we've been busy, so we, we haven't gotten through the whole thing yet, but they were really intrigued by the illustrations in this book, and so how did you come up with the, these illustrations?
3: Well, so basically, like, when I was at my grandma's house, which I call her Oma, I, like, I, I was... Like, I came up with all of these ideas about dragons. And, like, I draw them with an Apple Pencil on my mom's iPad. Wow. And I didn't draw all of them. Like, I didn't draw any of them for the book. I mean, like, I may have drawn some. But then I went. And then when we got home... Uh, Also, the illustrations for Stinky, like, while we were planning out the book, like, while I was, uh, I made these cards in one end of the dragon's characters. (laughs) And I wrote down their names. And so you could, like, like it was a card game. If you had the highest score, you were the winner, and... The, then, the person with low score has to draw a card from the middle.
4: Oh, cool. I don't know whether your
2: kids are into this, but as you can probably tell, Theo is very into Pokemon.
1: <laughs> well, so and that was going to be one question, because in, in the read about the author, I did share that with my kids, and we saw that you were into Pokemon and Bakugan and other things like that. My kids do like to collect the Pokemon cards. But you mentioned, Theo, in this, like the planning of this. so. to me I think it was fascinating you did a great job right away right off the bat talking about different dragons I believe there's the shadow dragon the elemental dragon um, what were the other ones Uh, the 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 elemental dragon was the gigantic dragon right there's the flying dragon the sound dragon the shadow dragon how did you
3: the vulture dragon
1: there, there, were There's a bunch of them, right? I think that's awesome. And you did a really good job explaining it. And at least for me, I was able to visualize what they would look like. Right away, early, you drew a nice little picture of the sun dragon. I don't want to give too much away to our listeners because they might go out and, and buy the book themselves, but you have a good illustration right off the bat. Um, how did you come up with these different dragon characters? And in your planning, was that hard for you to do? How did you organize all those
3: thoughts? It was actually really easy. I came up the characters <laughs> bit by bit. Uh-huh. Huh? In the story, so, like, by the time you get to the steakhouse, chapter two, like, once you get through that chapter, you probably know, like, all the characters by then.
0: Theo, mm-hmm. how long have you had these characters living in your head? Like, is this something that you've been thinking about for a long time? No. It
3: was, like, right when we were planning it, like, I came up with them.
1: That's awesome. You know what? Have you ever seen the movie um How to Train a Dragon?
3: Yeah, I've seen it.
1: So in, in right again, right off the bat, you start talking about one of the friends who has a book and they write down notes on these different dragons and that's the thought that popped into my mind was just like how to train a dragon and the different dragon types and and all of their powers that they have. Job well done. That's pretty cool.
3: Thank you. Thank you.
2: Do you want to share what you your idea for a book that you want to write about um, that has
3: to do with that? Oh, yeah, I'm gonna make Thanesha's book. So who's Thanesha? Thanesha is an expert at dragons. She is also Quad's friend. Quad is the owner of Stinky the Sun Dragon.
0: Oh cool. I love the name Stinky, but because I think I have the mind of a seven-year-old, so I love that name. That's what I, that's the one of Dexter's my dog's nicknames is Stinky Dog. So
3: that's why I'm so
0: attached to that. So so where where do you come up with your ideas? Do they just come up to you like when you're when you're laying in bed thinking or like do, do they do your ideas have have any particular source or do they just come to you when you're dreaming about things? Oh, they
3: Well, I read a lot of books and like I noticed that there's like characters and them like in I read a lot of dragon books. Hmm. So like
0: so what are, your, what are your favorite books? Do you have any favorite writers? Any favorite authors?
3: Casey West is one of them. Oh, cool. What did Casey West write? Dragon
2: Masters. Mm-hmm. That's a big influence here. Mm-hmm. What else do <laughs> yes. you like? Yeah. I think I like? I think it's Pokemon.
1: What was that, bud?
3: I like reading Pokemon.
1: Yeah.
2: And what have you just started liking?
3: I just started liking... The Boxcar Children. The Boxcar Children. Mm-hmm.
1: I remember reading that series when I was a kid. I won't tell you how long ago that was, though.
0: <laughs> so, Theo, do you get any of your love of, of books from your mom? You know, being that she's an English teacher, or no? Is she just no, all from, all from you.
3: I yeah, it's just basically all from me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no credit to me. I just
3: became like a really good reader on my own. But, like, I I had these like little like little books that I can read like the like the, like the ones that have Bob in it uh huh <laughs> and and then like after that I've read like almost all of those and after that like I became a super good reader on my own uh
0: huh cool well maybe you yeah. get that so from I, your mom you know, yeah. at you
2: late at night at like 10 p.m.
3: <laughs> reading you <laughs> though I'm supposed to go to bed at at, I'm not supposed to be reading after 9 o'clock.
0: Yep. Every Tuesday. I, I, I can't even stay up past 9 o'clock. That's amazing. Impressive.
1: So, like, I'm I'm still amazed, Theo, and, and Emily, maybe you can chime in here, too, because I'm genuinely amazed at this, like, how you were able to – brainstorm this, I'm going to call it like universe that these dragons and these friends live in. I believe it's, um, well, there's, there's Quat, there's the Nisha, there's Arrow, right? And all these friends, how did you organize all of these thoughts to get it into a a, a book? Was that like? How did you organize all that? And and you said you had even have a a second book on the way. Like this is a whole series. This is fantastic.
2: Mm -hmm. Do you want to start, buddy?
3: Well, so I went. So like, I I don't really organize it. Like I, the way I organized the dragon sort of was I made the i made cards that had them like the cards i was talking before about them those same cards helped me organize them my mind with the dragons
2: yeah so i would say and you can tell me if you remember the same way that i do i so this book kind of happened in stages where one day theo i think we were in the car and he said can we make a book today and i said sure what does that mean for you Um, I think you started trying to, you said, can I use your computer? So he started trying to type it out and we figured out pretty quickly that that was going to be pretty slow. So then I offered to type out if you would tell me what you wanted to write. And so that went a lot quicker. Um, And all of a sudden it was probably like an hour. I think I let you stay up late and you had written a chapter. And I was really impressed that he got through this whole story and he made up all of these characters Um, And that ended up being kind of the beginning of the first chapter of the book, right? You changed it around a little bit afterwards. Uh Um, But then you wrote a couple, you wrote another chapter. And then I think sometime around the third chapter, you figured out that you wanted to make this into a longer story. And I made the deal with you that if you wrote 12 chapters, I would get it published. Because if you really wanted to do it, we'll do it. Um, And so you decided you're going to write 15 chapters because you're extra. Yeah. Uh, but around chapter three you came up with kind of a plan for like what you wanted to have happen in the book and i started taking notes on my phone for you and then we kind of went through those notes one by one and decided like if it was going to be a chapter and then you sort of made the story for each chapter as we went along
3: and then my mom also typed in some on her phone and then we kind of did like in elimination round on it. So like the last one, <laughs> yeah, so like the last chapter, like chapter fifteen, um, would be the would be the last one going in.
2: Yeah. So I remember sitting at dinner with you and you were like telling me all of these things that you wanted to have happen in the book. And they were kind of pretty much in the order that they ended up in the book. And you knew that you wanted the last chapter to be called darkness for mm-hmm. sure and you knew what was going to happen there. We don't want to give it away, but it involves the elemental dragon, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you knew that we wanted a party at the end, and then you kind of worked mm-hmm. backwards. Mm-hmm. So Theo That's kind of awesome. used the whole plan, and then we just, whenever we couldn't quite figure out where we were going to go next, we went back to those notes.
3: And I have a plan for almost like all of these books. like. In the new and a new the new friend new friend chapters, um, I'm gonna make them be all. There always be legendary or mythical dragons.
0: Oh, cool! How many books do you think are gonna be in the whole series?
3: Um, at least like nineteen.
0: Nineteen. Wow! Wow! <laughs> wow. How long do you think that's going to take you to do? How many years is that?
3: Mm, like maybe two. Wow.
0: <laughs>
1: anyway, <laughs> it says in, in, at the end of your book, it has a little about the author. I did read that to my kids. It says you want to be an engineer when you grow
3: up, not an author? Well, I can be both. Plus, <laughs> I'm already an author.
0: You are already an author. Yeah. yeah. And, and if,
3: I'm,
0: I'm done. So, <laughs> <yep>. <laughs> I mean you if, you, if you can if you can manage nineteen books in two years, that's more than some authors write in a whole lifetime. That's amazing. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean what you've already done is amazing at, at seven. So if, if you can get nineteen books, that is staggering.
4: Mm-hmm. We'll
0: so, see. So type yeah, that's a lot of work for mom too. So, <laughs> Theo, did you have a, do you have an did you have an audience in mind for these books? Like are they for kids your age? Are they for younger kids? Are they for adults? Are they, was this for your for your little brother? Like are the are these books for everybody? Who are these books for?
3: they the books are basically for like 7-year-old, 6 year olds and over. Mm-hmm.
0: What do you say that? Far over like are they for adults too like will i yeah. enjoy
3: like, like all the way to uh, grandmothers and grandfathers oh, that's, <laughs> that's
2: cool that's really cool if you so tell us like if you were gonna say like if you like this book you should read my book what kind of people should read your book what do you think they'll like They'll like stinky, of course. Well, but like, what what other books will they have read? Do you think people who read Magic Tree House will like these books?
3: Yeah, because like in one, in the first one, there are dragons in it, but and also in the ninth one for Merlin missions, um, of Magic Tree House, there is a dragon in it, and that dragon commands the rain clouds
2: okay, so they'll, they'll, they'll have met dragons there before and they might like this story too.
1: Theo when uh my my nine year old my older son was learning how to read Magic Tree House was the series that we really did that. Jack and Annie got us through a lot of uh sleepless nights. <laughs> That's a good series. So is that part of some of your inspiration the Merlin missions and all that with the dragons?
2: Sort of how did that um, how did that inspire you? do you think
3: it inspired me? me um because uh because of the dragons in it
2: uh uh-huh. do you think that the kind of story so i remember you and i um especially when we wanted to do illustrations we went back to some of the magic House books and kind of looked at how they did illustrations and thought about what we liked about them
3: yeah
2: um so it kind of helped us to think about the shape of the book too right
3: mm-hmm and so then we looked at a Merlin mission book and then we saw that there was like this picture they did um on it that was like that it was the same thing for every chapter they put this in it. and then like we decided to do the same thing and we put a sun on ours
1: what was for Emily and Antioch Theo- both what was the publishing process like um and and i'm partly asking that selfishly because now i'm I'm, <laughs> I'm inspired to see if my older son can write a book like this because he, <laughs> he sounds a lot like you theo um with his interests and, and the way he organizes his thoughts and his lego characters and all that so what was that publishing process like for both of you did you have to go back and forth and make edits or what was that like
3: they made some edits like just edits for like a few chapters.
2: Uh huh. We wanted to make sure that it was sort of consistent in different places, where like the names matched up and things like that, right? Yeah. So as we got towards the end, we kept having to flip back to the beginning and make sure that we knew what the names of the dragons were because we couldn't quite remember it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, like, did you have to bounce or, or narrow down which which publishing company you would want to go with, or did did you have publishing companies that were excited about this sort of reaching out to
4: you?
2: Oh, no. Well, we, we figured that we were just going to go with Amazon. Um, that's why I made him the promise that I could publish it. I don't think I could promise that otherwise. Um, so in Amazon, it makes it astoundingly easy to publish on uh, their platform. Their, their royalty system is not the best, of course, but um, to be able to publish something and, and be able to create his own book, which. Which is what he really wanted to be able to do. Um, it was it was really easy. That they give you templates uh, for the cover, for the pages, and so the formatting itself was was not too not nah. too difficult at all. Um, and Theo, I think pretty early on knew that he really wanted this to be a real book as opposed to um, you know the kid books that like he's had like those blank books that he made that he's made before and things like that. Um, <laughs> And when he asked me if he could make a book, I kind of assumed that it was going to be something like that. And that's mm-hmm. why I told him like, you know, okay, if you want to like really do this, um, you're going to make it this length. I think Amazon told us we needed how many, how many pages to be able to like put stuff on the spine.
3: Um, At least like 80, 80 pages.
2: pages. Yeah. So then that was sort of our objective at some point, uh, which we far exceeded.
4: <laughs>
2: uh, but uh, yeah, and you know, I figured he's seven, so um, no pressure. And I didn't necessarily <laughs> believe that it was going to come to fruition, but, but I think I would say it was probably around that chapter three, because there was this day that we sat down, and he said, "You know, can we write a book? Can we work on the book while um, while his little brother Fezzi was asleep, uh, which he is right now." It is. And also, he wrote like three chapters three, and so I think that's sort of when he hit his stride. It's also
3: a five star book. It's a
0: five-star book. Yeah, I, saw, I saw you have great reviews and we'll add to those too because. Well, that's our show. Theo is grading
1: the world. So we find different topics and, and we give out grades. So I don't want to reveal what our grade is just yet, but I say five stars is, is, is around, is around, it's around there. Um, so, go so ahead, how,
0: how, how long was, was it from, I want to write a book until you had that first book in your hands.
2: I think we started right at right around after spring break uh-huh i think yeah it must it must have been i think uh so it would have been like in april probably that he came up with this idea and then he kind of he whipped out like a chapter a night for a wow. while um,
1: that's awesome
2: and would sometimes have to take a break to like th- do some imagining and okay. for the most part i kind of tried to be as hands-off as i could be which is the English professor in the room um it was hard but I kind of tried to write it down exactly as ha- how he told it to me and would ask him some questions in order to understand and clarify for his readers what he was what he was thinking and where things came from but for the most part it was all it was all him driving the train and then um, once we finished writing we worked on the illustrations together so that that took a little while because he really wanted to spend some time on those uh, and think about how he how he envisions the different characters
3: anyways she doesn't get much credit
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah you should take all the credit theo emily do you, do you do, do, you have, do you have any writing projects of your own kind of in process at, at the moment and is this inspiring you to to get your own stuff going um, it's definitely
2: inspired me. I, to be honest with you, I am not a creative writer. So there were these moments where Theo would be would be telling me this story that I thought were genuinely funny. And I'm kind of impressed that his brain did stuff like that. <laughs> uh, my brain, I'm I'm a great analyst. I love reading other people's writing, but I, I'm truly impressed by the ability to just come up with stuff. And like, you know, he'd sit, he'd, he'd put his hands on his head and, and go, think Theo, think Theo, think Theo. And would just come out with like... So some story that that I could kind of I could kind of see where it comes from in all the books that he reads and he reads a lot of stuff, but I don't know. I read a lot of books too, and it has never quite come to me in the same way I, I know I've always wanted to write a novel and, and it's just I don't think that's quite in my DNA, but somehow well, uh,
0: you know, I appreciate it? I appreciate your your humility there, but but you and Eric, Theo's dad, are both professionally very, you know, might be very serious professionally, but but personally, you're both very funny people. So I understand where he gets that, that part of that part of his personality from. So. Uh, Well, thank you.
2: (laughs) I think Theo is funnier than we are.
0: (laughs) So Theo, what what makes you, what makes you want to be an engineer when when you grow up? Like, do you get that from your dad's scientific side? And just for our listener listeners, Theo's dad is a doctor. He's, he's a neurologist. So.
3: He's a neurosurgeon.
0: (laughs) Right. So, so do you get, do you get that scientific side from your dad?
3: No, I just got no. From myself. No it's, credit for my- it's all from you. <laughs>
0: it's, it's all you. It's, it's all Theo. <laughs>
3: um,
0: what kind of engineer do you think you want to be?
3: I, I want to be uh, one that builds toys for kids.
0: Oh, that's really wow. cool.
2: Um, and I think, and part of what he's been really interested in with, um, with the book is helping other kids to be able to have books, right? Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Uh
3: huh. So, like, also, uh, speaking of that, I so I'm going to donate, try and donate some of the money to Berkeley. That's
2: that's his school, and it's also the school that I teach at. Uh huh. And what are you hoping that they'll use the money for?
3: Making. Libraries.
2: Uh-huh. So our school has an initiative to build libraries in, in the Bahamas and around the Caribbean uh, for schools there. Oh and hoping to donate um, some of his proceeds to help with that as well.
1: Yeah. So you know, that's great. You're even the more we talk, the better of a human being I am realizing you are. <laughs> are you so you, you keep it up? This is this is good stuff. Good stuff. Um, talk a little bit more, Theo, on these illustrations. So, and and here's why when I first got your book, I didn't, I, like I said, we haven't read through the whole thing yet, but I gave it to my kids and I said, Hey, I, my friend is going to be on our, our radio show. Um, he's your age and he wrote this book. What do you guys think? And they looked through it like most kids do. And they, they were really impressed by these drawings. A lot of them, they have a lot of good detail. Um, so you t- you said you you did most of them on an iPad and then how did you convert them onto the book? How does that work?
3: So we say we saved it on my mom's iPad and then like she could like that night after I made them like she could like um put them on her iPad like it takes a little while to put them on like she
2: using Google Photo. Yep. Mm-hmm. So then we shifted them into the dock that we were working in
1: very impressive yes, and, and it's it was really actually well organized too Thank and you. it's interesting because how you describe some of these dragons in my mind some of them completely matched up based on your illustrations but some of them as as we all know right like everybody's brain sometimes visualizes or imagines things differently um you know if, you were the dragons. I was like, oh, that's what it looks like. Awesome. So great, great job matching up
0: those illustrations to your dragons. Job well done there.
3: Thank you. Thank you.
0: <laughs> so does your little brother do you read the books to your to your brother? Does he like the books too? Or is he is he not quite old enough to understand what's going on with these stories?
3: He understands that stinky he is a dragon he's really into stinky
2: he is really into stinky he, <laughs> he keeps turning to the page and towards the beginning of the book where theo has an illustration of stinky which you'll be able to see but obviously listeners will and um, and, and running around the house going stinky
4: <laughs> <laughs> can we can we hope for maybe some uh,
1: stuffed animals of some of these characters in the future
2: Maybe we were thinking that we were going to try to make one, right? Theo really wants to make a t-shirt with Stinky on it. Nice. Oh, cool.
1: I, I wonder there's there must be some sort of build a bear type company out there where you can create your own stuffed animal. There's got to be.
3: There is. I think there is. Yeah. And you can make and maybe you can make it in the on that you can make your own designs for it. Like, if we want to make it 3D or not. Uh Uh-huh.
4: So, Theo, tell us a little bit about
1: you. The the book is great. The book is awesome. What are some things that you like to do in school, out of school, other hobbies that you have? What's school like for you? How do you do in school?
3: Oh, I do good. (laughs) What do you like to do at school? Oh, I just like to have fun Perfect. Doing, doing math, drawing, reading. What's your favorite thing to do at school? Reading.
0: Okay, um CO said that he might need a break. Sure, go ahead. Thea. T- take your break. Emily, what's it, what's it like for you having your son in your school? Are you don't intersect with him like he's he's in a different like you're you're teaching older kids, right?
2: Yeah, so I teach high school. Um, Theo said he'll be be right back. He's being very quiet.
0: Yeah, um, he, tell him take <laughs> his time. Yeah,
2: uh, I teach high school, and so he is in the lower division. and We are in the upper division, but um, fortunately, we get to see each other on campus every every so often, which is kind of fun. Um, so it's like a, it's a it's a big school, and there's sort of a college campusy feel to it. Um, so nice. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's it's fun to be in the same space.
0: So is this something that you like felt like you were guiding him towards, or it sort of seems like he just sees this and ran with it. Like it's not really something you, you had to steer him into. Is that, is that, is that, is that fair to say that he just, he just. This is a
2: Theo, this is a Theo production. yeah like i said you know anybody who's got a seven-year-old or anything in the realm of a seven-year-old knows that like when they say that they want to do something there's always sort of a question of whether that thing's going to happen like he's he's asked his dad whether he could recreate a dinosaur um using dna after he watched it i it's with a grain of salt uh so yeah i mean when he came to me and asked if he could work on this i said you know sure i'll i'll we'll work on it together and he kind of fell in love with the idea and then he was really the one who kept who kept driving it uh where like and he we tend to kind of have a rhythm where he'll watch a movie or something before he goes to bed um but he would say like no i want to work on i want to work on the book instead of watching movie watching tv because he really got into it uh so no i was definitely not steering this one uh, Mm um nor was i um, did I think that he would get to the point where he did? I, and I think I was most impressed by the sense that he he went from it feeling very episodic, where I think he was sort of creating stories as he went, to there being a real narrative arc that
0: mm-hmm.
2: he um, that he kind of committed to and, and kept yeah. coming back to. So he really yeah. wanted there to be like a yeah. sense of, of structure.
0: Yeah, I and mean, that's what's most impressive to me about this. I mean, every kid that age has this has a vivid imagination, but to to get that from these characters live in my head to I wrote a book and I have this published 160-something page novel. That's so friggin' impressive. And, you know, that is so remarkable. And this is one impressive kid. And, you know, Matt will attest to that because, you know, his kids are this age. And the stories he tells on the show about his kids' scatterbrained escapades are are just so different from what Theo has done with his focus and his again like taking that imagination and distilling it to into this 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 story and this this published work and again I'm not joking when I say I have been trying to write a, a novel since before Theo was born and have not not have nothing to show for it
2: same man yeah no, no i mean honestly the otho would probably agree with me that he has all the range scheme stuff going. <laughs> you know, um, i mean dna included and all that stuff so it was just it was it was fun to see him kind of funnel it into something and to really stick stick with it and have this this sense it was kind of cool from the perspective of somebody who's an in english instructor you know that like there was he's read all of these books and of course if you've read any number of like Magic Treehouse style Dragon Masters kids books you know how formulaic they tend to be Um mm-hmm. says that like he kind of intuited that formula too so he in reading all the stuff that he's read had a sense of like what happens in a story arc um and where he felt like things needed to go that was really cool to me to see that that was sort of like a natural instinct for him uh, I, I also thought that it was um it was kind of funny there were there were parts where I had to ask him questions or we talked about like how stories happen. So we kind of had these really cool conversations as we were working about like how stories work, where um, he really wanted Stinky, I think he kind of fell in love with Stinky as, as his main character and really wanted him to just like be this like evil, bad Destro dragon from the beginning. And so we talked about it and I said, well, you know, in most of the stories that you read, does the main, is like the hero win? And, of course, he's a big Marvel fan and all that. Like, you know, just the hero win right at the beginning. And we figured out, of course, no, right? Like, you need this in yeah, sense of
4: yeah.
2: kind of, like, rising action. And mm-hmm. he's even got a chapter in here that feels very much like the classic, like, trading montage kind of chapter. <laughs> oh, cool. And that's 100% Theo. I mean, it's just that he's, like, seen so much Stuff that does that I mean whether it's Marvel or Disney or like any of these books that he's reading and you know he reads and watches like all the stuff that all kids this age read and watch um, he kind of intuited that like he needed a training montage um, at, at one point in here so it, that was kind of cool from like the perspective of somebody who thinks about stories a lot how much he had, he had sort of in, intrinsically like absorbed what a story is mm-hmm.
0: we're yeah t- we're talking about
2: you buddy yeah,
0: Theo, do you like the Harry Potter? Have you seen the Harry Potter movies or read any of those books? Is there any of that in in, in your story?
3: My mom mom has read four of them. We're still in the middle of number five.
2: We are still in the middle of number five, which if you know Harry Potter, I think it's the hardest one to get through personally. Why? Well, I can't give it away. Oh,
3: right. (laughs) Maybe
2: it's too boring. No, it's just a lot that happens. Theo, do you want to tell him about your room?
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, So, I've got... So, my room has a whole bunch of Pokemon stuff he's in. That's not what I was talking about. What about the mural on your wall?
2: He has a mural of what on your wall? Of what? Of Hogwarts? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, so yes, he has heard of Harry Potter. That's,
1: this <laughs> but, is this is amazing, I, Theo. I'm gonna have to get you in touch with my son because that that's we we're actually in the middle of book five now too. Oh um, yeah, Good Hogwarts
3: luck to you. So, <laughs> so. where Harry Potter lives right now for a second?
1: Oh yeah, so. we started the Harry Potter series, and and now Tyler, my oldest, is. We've got all the the Hogwarts Legos and Harry Potter Legos that he puts together and and we, he's got that on his shelf in his room too. Very cool. I, I and I do wanna say I, I think I, I I know CO deservedly so is taking all the credit here. Um, but kudos to you and your family for for allowing and, and nurturing his creativity and his imagination to flourish into into a book you know because i think a lot of times oh what's that who's that
3: Hi. hello <laughs> <laughs> How
2: are you? these are the seven-year-old hijinks i was talking about <laughs> Again, theo is all seven um i am now she <laughs> i think theo also watched a video about ventriloquism a while back and so he's been very interested in that as an idea and i'm good at it
4: <laughs> oh cool anyway,
2: thank you for your kind words i mean it's it's been a fun activity for us to do together mm-hmm. all right
0: you're you're a lucky kid there theo you're a lucky kid so theo is there if if all of your books go on to sell like a million copies would that maybe convince you to give up on engineering and just write books for a living? Is that something you could see yourself uh, doing or are you, you dead I'm, set on engineering?
3: Dead set on engineering. Do you think you would do both? Yeah, I would do both.
1: Easy. You got it. You got it.
3: He's got a couple of
2: his aunts, uh, are trained in engineering. And so he's got some sort of family history there. Um, uh, But I think you could do both.
1: What What are some of your hobbies, Theo? Well, I guess maybe aside from Pokemon and and Harry Potter (laughs) and writing and reading, is there anything else that you're interested in like after school or outside of school?
3: Um I do like drawing. Uh Uh-huh. Do you want to talk about sports that you like to play? Oh yeah. Um, one of the Sorry. old sports I know how to play is soccer.
2: Nice. Yeah. So what else do you do at school?
3: Uh. Judo? Judo, I do judo. Wow. Um, chess. Yep, chess.
1: Are those part of school? Like, is that part of the curriculum? You're allowed to, to get that stuff done during your school day?
3: Yeah, but, like, after school. It's, like, it, it's called club. And nice. then after that, you either get picked up or you go to beep.
2: It was fun to see some of these interests make their way into the book, too. So um, there are some points. Uh, I think it went chapter two, and then it turns up afterwards, there's Dragon Ski ball Do you want to tell us about Dragon Ski ball Oh, so that's you
3: know, so cool. I know, like, almost everybody knows about Skee-Ball. But then, like, it inspired me to make a Dragon Skee-Ball. Which is like the
2: like really hard version, right? Yep. What do you have to do to get infinity points in Dragon Ski Ball? Get it
3: in the mouth, which is upside down.
0: Oh wow! How about the ve- ventriloquism? How did you learn about that?
3: From the video my mama talked about earlier.
2: Yeah, I think we watched. I think we watched a like. America's Got Talent thing with somebody who was a ventriloquist. Hi how are you <laughs> wow. yeah,
0: yeah he's very good, I, I, good. I, I, I wish we I wish we could show you the video like Oh but... <laughs> but...
2: Uh, but yeah there's um what other sports made their way into your book? Let's see there's climbing you like to climb yep um, push-ups. push-ups. They do racing because you like to run. Um, What else? Let's see. Fighting, definitely. Jumping. Jumping. So there are a lot of like athletic trials. Who's doing? Who's doing all that running and jumping and climbing? Do you want to talk about it in the book?
3: Oh, and also we have to introduce something that has chess in its name. It's a
2: dragon chess. chess. What's the difference between regular chess and dragon chess?
3: Dragon chess has different pieces, and some of them do different moves.
2: Okay, so kind of like Harry Potter
0: chess, but with
3: dragons. I can also explain some of it, uh, some of the pieces.
0: Go for it, yeah, please do, Theo.
3: Okay, just give me a second.
0: Take your
2: time. It might take us a minute to find this in the book, so go ahead and ask us another question while we're doing that if you want.
0: Yeah, I'm really oh, so- curious about because I was in chess club in in elementary school and and junior high. So I'm I'm really really curious about. I th- I feel like this is another like merchandising opportunity if you could like make make a, dr- a dragon chess set with all your characters. That would be really really cool. <laughs> Excuse me? A- oh, go ahead, buddy.
3: So, um can I also tell you the part where Stinky's kind of a bad guy?
0: Please, yeah, sure.
3: But now they had to climb. Oh wait, climb. hold on. Are
2: you reading part of the book for us? Yeah. Okay. So why don't we tell everybody what what part of the book is this?
3: We're in training the sun dragon, chapter eight.
2: Okay. And you're gonna read us part with a part with chess.
3: Yep. And I'm gonna also tell you the part where Stinky's kind of a bad guy. Before he could say anything else, he felt tap. This is Quat. And. But, Before he could say anything else, he felt tap and tap push from behind. Stinky pushed him off the 220-meter climbing wall. He was attached to the vine, so he fell slowly. But he landed in a briar patch as the vine snapped. That was very nice. (laughs) But can I also tell you where Stinky tricks him? The color of banana apple juice is absolutely nice. The color of banana apple... Juice dripping out of Stinky's mouth. Stinky wiped away the juice with his paw and licked Quat on his nose. He Quat thought that he was hurt, but Stinky was hurt. I guess you're okay. It's time to play Dragon Chess, said Era. Oh, help Stinky to learn the movements to defeat the locked dragons. Dragon, <laughs> dragon Chess was almost. The same as regular chess, but with the dragon pieces, the knights were (laughs) ace-dragons, could jump ten spaces. Eero challenged Quatt and Stinky to a game of two-on-one. Dragon chess, Eero grabbed the white pieces before Quatt could. Quatt ended up playing as black. Just so you know. in chess, the white piece to go first, so Arrow moved his pawn, paw which was a fire dragon. He made it move three spaces into the middle, since it was in the front of the emperor dragon. The king, he put the pawn in the boxing ring in four spaces. In the middle of the board, playing back and forth for a while, Arrow was winning. He had taken half of quads. Stinky's pieces, while Quad has only captured two of arrows. Then, Stinky moved the ice dragon. They count counted arrows and Dragon right in his, its path. Then, Arrow used his match dragon. to to knock out Quad's Stinky's ice dragon. Quad moved That's the not- hydro dragon, the rook, into the center of the board, locking a direct hit on his emperor dragon. Arrow looked. Like he was in trouble, but then Arrow did a really sneaky move. He moved his shadow dragon, a bishop fit in the to the guard of the high dragon. A move or two later, dragon. I mean, Arrow yelled, "Dragon mate!"
4: <laughs>
3: <Nice>. <laughs> Thank you. What, oh, a- what? Should we stop there? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Theo, this is amazing. So, not only have you written a book, you've completely. Like revolutionized the game of chess like you've, you've made it so much more exciting and like changed how the pieces move and like made all new pieces this is amazing you definitely have something else here like like a whole new game that you've invented not to mention ideas for 20 new books You're, <laughs> you are an astounding remarkable young man I can't wait to see what you do next and whether it is you become an engineer, or a famous author, or a game designer, or whatever it is, we're gonna be here bringing you back on the show again and again for the next <laughs> Lord knows how many years. <laughs> thank you.
3: Yeah, please thank, you. You, thank you, for, and uh, I, please interview me when I finish my next book.
0: Absolutely. Is there anything else that you want to say about this one that we forgot to ask you about?
2: You um, want to tell them about your favorite part?
3: Um. No, thank you. But can I tell them the the three rounds of Destro? Sure. Okay. I'm going to tell you the three
2: rounds of Destro. Oh, you mean like how you organized the battles with Destro? Yeah. Okay.
3: First round. Stinky scratches. Destro Uh, melts away. Destro blasts him with lava, disappears.
2: So, Theo's, I think what Theo's explaining, or you're explaining sort of how you envisioned the fights between Stinky and Destro across the book. So, we we were talking when you were gone about a little bit about how you and I talked about how sometimes the hero has to get beaten up a little bit before he wins against the bad guy. Mm -hmm. And so, you kind of planned out. The different battles that Stinky and Destro were going to have before they had like the ultimate showdown at the end. Yep. So that first battle, what happened to Stinky after that first battle?
3: Stinky got really hurt and injured. Then that and then round two is where they meet each other at uh, up at, at a mountain in Seattle. It was that old mountain that like used to be a volcano. Mount no, Rainier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they fight there and then but and Stinky ends up defeating Destro, but because he Des- but it seems pretty sure that Destro is gonna win, but actually he loses because of the Volcanoes Dance. Stinky uses it, even though hotness dragons are only supposed to use that attack.
2: So they're amazed that Stinky can do that? Yeah. Do you want to explain what the Volcanoes Dance is?
3: The Volcanoes Dance is where um, a dragon spins around like a professional ballerina, and then an element of hotness comes comes around them and then goes over a super or ultimate dragon and it turns them back into their normal form.
2: And how many times does Stinky have to do that to get Destro to turn back into his normal form?
3: I mean, for the ring to get destroyed? Uh Uh-huh.
0: 61 61 times. wow nice so, theo i'm going to ask you kind of kind of a, a serious question here about your your book and your characters i've heard i've heard people say that every novelist is really only writing about themselves and and their characters are really only kind of themselves Written in a in a fictional way, written in a in a fantastical way. So, which one of your characters is most has the most of you in in them? Is that Quat? Is that Destro? Or is that Stinky? Which one of them is most like you? <laughs> stinky
2: or Stinky? <laughs> I think Theo might be Quat. Stinky, because um, Quat <laughs> being a little bossy, and then. <laughs> kinder as the novel goes on, <laughs> but apparently Theo thinks that he's stinky.
0: Is is that because Stinky is the hero, or, or because he goes through the most changes throughout the book? What what makes you stinky? Is it because you're stinky because you don't smell too good? Smell too good? <laughs> sometimes,
3: yes. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> what is
0: is there
1: anybody else, Theo? Any friends, teachers, or family members that you sort of? used as inspiration for other characters
3: one of my classmates i did Theo. who's, who's the, that theodore theodore greg <laughs> he's his friend theo
2: is mentioned in one of the chapters
1: and uh, as um as a, a dragon character or is it one of quack's friends
3: not neither he's just a person and a person who entered the competition of the Sun Festival. No, I'm
2: kind of interested. So Quad has this friend, Thanesia, who's probably like his main friend. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she's also the one who keeps a book of dragons. And so she knows a lot about dragons. Is there somebody who inspired Thanesia for you? Nope. She felt a little bit like Hermione to me.
3: Oh. Um, When I came up with her, I wasn't even thinking about Harry Potter. Okay. Including I think he he forgot about. What were name. you thinking about then? I was. I just came up with because it's a good name. Uh huh. And then, like, I just it just came up and popped up in my mind. Cool.
2: Um, I will. I will say, from the parent perspective, one of the things that was really cool as Theo was writing this was he kind of got a sense of his human characters' personalities. As he went on, so he at first it was kind of random who was speaking at any given time. Um, But uh, over time, let's see how would let's describe each of the characters. So there's Quat. How would you describe Quat?
3: I would describe Quat like a bossy yet kind of friendly character, Mm -hmm. but also smart. Okay, and Tanisha. Tanisha is like the smartest out of all the characters. But towards the
2: end, she kind of runs away, right?
3: Yep, and gets terrified.
2: Uh Uh-huh, so sometimes she gets scared. What about Arrow?
3: Arrow, he's, like, the best at math, but sort of the dumbest out of all of them. Well, he's the
2: one who always asks questions, right? Yep, but
3: he's, like, the most curious. But also, he asks the Nietzsche a lot of questions before. Like, I think I like how he is, like, being, like, the non-smartest character.
2: Uh-huh. Um, what about Leon? What's Leon's big thing?
3: Oh, he he knows a lot about machines. By the way, he's a grown-up.
2: Oh, Leon's a grown-up? Yep. I never knew that. Um, and then Will is good at dragon ski ball, And Brooks... What's the deal with Brooks?
3: Brooks is just, just like, a, like is sometimes hopeful. Like, just, like, he just goes with the flow.
2: Okay, <laughs> so it was kind of cool to see these characters come out. Especially, I know like you got a sense of who thanesia was and Arrow was this character who I I think Arrow's my favorite character. Why? Um, I I like that he always asks questions and he's always trying to figure stuff out. It, it helps people to understand what's going on.
3: kind of like let's call him the detective character.
2: Yeah, maybe he's kind of like the detective character, and he's sort of like the, he's sort of like the reader character, you know. The reader always needs somebody who's going to ask questions so that they know what's going on in the story and arrow kind of helps to do that
3: Mm -hmm. yep he sure is so like he maybe for you he's the most helpfulist in the book but in the book the character is really not very important
2: Uh, but maybe he'll be important in a later book right yep
3: like one that's based on
2: feathers oh okay
4: so, so
1: Theo, here it is, Theo. Here it is, the, the, the moment of, of truth here as as Joe and I grade the world. We're we're talking today with Theo Heyman, the author of Heat of the Sun Dragon. And uh, look, I've got – this is, might be a, a show first for us, Joe, I'm thinking. Because <laughs> Joe and I often oppose each other on a lot of viewpoints here, and we don't always – give out, we don't give out grades very easily, especially passing grades. but uh, I have a few grades to give out here. Theo, I am giving you an A plus you as Theo, an A plus <laughs> for being able to set a goal for yourself and see it through. I too often with my own kids, all my students, we have these great ideas and then we kind of we move on to the next thing. So I give you an A plus, on being able to set a goal for yourself and sticking to it. Um, the two and a half chapters that I've read so far, the book itself, to our listeners out there who are listening, this is Heat of the Sun Dragon. I'm giving the book an A+. Um, so far, I'm reading it with my kids. Um, they're intrigued. They want me to keep reading it. Um, and they love the illustrations. So for the book itself, the the the, the beginning part that I've been able to read so far, I give an a plus and i know theo i'm with you you get the credit here as the author and illustrator but i do want to give an a plus to mom dad and your little brother for helping you through this process because he did
3: not help
2: by taking a nap so that we he can takes get snaps to give <laughs> you time to
1: work with mom it, it, it's a team effort, so I'm giving A pluses around for everybody. Job
0: very well done. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Like Matt said, he and I never agree on really much of anything, but but Theo, for your your ambition, your your vision, your. And again, like Matt said, your ability to set a goal and and see it through. And like I said, this is something I've been trying to do my entire adult life. So to see you decide that this is what you wanted to do and see it through, that's very, very impressive. And to know that you have this whole series of books planned out, how much time are you are you giving yourself to write the next one? Provided mom can keep up.
3: I least like. No, at least like 10 months, it's 10
2: months. Ten months. OK, it could... started towards the beginning of the school year. We got a lot of travel ahead of us in the summer, but maybe okay. after.
0: Oh, good. And mom has to work, too. So thank <laughs> you again, Theo and Emily Heyman. Theo, good luck with the next book. We'll have you on as soon as it's out and, and published. <laughs> And again, the book is Heat of the Sun Dragon by Theo Heyman. You can get that on Amazon. Once again, thank you for listening to Grading the World with with Baker and Joe. Thanks as always to Mark Bovey, our station engineer, for getting us up on the air. Uh, podcast listeners, please, please like us, rate and review. Uh, radio listeners, go to uh, valleyfreeradio.org where you can donate to the station and um, support the station because without your your gifts we can't can't keep doing this and can't keep having great authors like theo on with us thank you again once again theo and emily come back anytime we'd love to having you with us
3: You're well thanks glad. so much for having us thank you for having me
0: anytime guys